Today I want to talk about uh, the right, right and wrong relationship with money. Right and wrong relationship with money. I like to go there. Amen. I've been praying for the businesses, uh, the business owners in our church. I, I pray. I prayed yesterday in the morning about those businesses. I feel good every time I pray for those businesses. And I believe God's going to answer my prayers. I know He has answered my prayers. But I also know that unless you line up with God's Word and you understand the principles, God's principles concerning money, then it will be hard for you to receive. Because God's always giving. But you have to know how to receive. So I want to talk about this, talking about money. It's not sin to talk about money in church, amen? (laughs) It's not a dirty word, okay? It's a good word. God wants us to talk about it because he created that, that medium for us to be able to, uh, you know, prosper here on earth. So we need to talk about it. Father, I want to ask that you minister to us today and give us the understanding of your will in Jesus' name. Now, everybody stand up, please. Isaiah 50, verse 4 and 5. Uh, please, because this is a very important topic. Your life could change this very morning. Amen? Your life will change. So I want us to say these words. Say it with me. The Lord God, let's say it together. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. That's a great confession. That word will bless your life, because not everyone who has ears can hear. Not everyone can really understand. But when God delivers to you spiritually, supernaturally, the ears of the learned so that you can hear and really live for God. That's a miracle. Please be seated. Amen. It's so important when we talk about money. Most people, when they come into Christianity, or a lot of us, when we come into Christianity, we already have our preformed ideas of how Christianity should be lived out. People have a lot of ideas of how it should be. And you hear things, scriptures from our words, they call it scriptures. God helps those who help themselves. Have you heard that before? God helps those who help themselves. Well, if God or heaven helps those who help themselves, that's the way it's put. If you can help yourself, why do you need heaven's help? You can already help yourself. But that's no scriptural. If you can help yourself, Why do you need heaven's help? And if you need heaven's help, why are you still trying to help yourself? Does it make any sense? If heaven is willing to help you, relax. Heaven can handle the problem. So we hear scriptures like that, but there's no truth to it. And some people really believe this. You have to do something about this. If you must help yourself, 
All you need to do is surrender to heaven's help. That's the best way to go. Surrender to heaven's help. If you need heaven's help, just surrender to heaven's help. Because you see, God is very clear. He says, I will not share my glory with any man. If you have something to do with it in helping yourself, knowing the way we are, we will want to have a little bit of that glory. You see, but God did it, but I did this. But God's not going to share his glory with anyone. And so we come into Christianity with all kinds of preformed ideas. And people think, well, money is evil. We don't talk about money in church. The love of money is the root of all evil. But they read it as money is the root of all evil. That's not what the scripture says. It is the love of money that's the root of all evil. And if you've been taught that that's been beaten into you, it's hard for you to just come at You may be hearing the word and you think that you are believing the word, but they're sitting in your spirit those words that have been spoken into your life that's refusing to give so that God cannot really reach you. So your mind needs to be renewed for God to work. A lot of crazy things you hear in Christianity. You know, some of the early things that we took, if you want God to really work for you, make sure that you allow the scripture to shape what you believe. Don't just assume that you know. Christianity is from heaven. If you must understand how God wants to walk with man, search the scriptures. Don't just listen to what people say. When you hear me say a word, that's why I always like to stay with scriptures. Check it with the scriptures. God's not going to confirm my opinion. God will confirm his word. He's not going to overlook his word and confirm your opinion. Even, if, even though your opinion sounds really great. When it goes against what God says, throw that opinion away. With regards to heaven, it's no good. You know, I think it was uh, Stevie Wonder that said, if you believe in things you don't understand, you will suffer. Superstition is not the way. It has to be true. <laughs> you, you can know that I, I listen to those guys. No, okay. <laughs> but when I was newly saved, it was a sin to listen to Stevie Wonder. Boy, man, I prayed God, get away that song from my head. Every time it comes, I was, ooh, I was, ooh, Rabakashada, get that song away from my head. That's a crazy song. Ooh. How we got to church, I don't know. Some of those things are spiritual, okay? But you have to understand. But also, when I was newly saved, it was wrong to wear blue jeans. Oh, yes. Some of you say, oh, really? Blue jeans was a sin to wear blue jeans. I don't know where they got it from, but it was priest in church. Nobody checked the scriptures, but we just assumed it was okay. And it's so funny, when I go back home, after I've lived in the United States for a while, I saw all these uh, Christians going to church with blue jeans, and I'm thinking, God, are they really saved or not? What's the matter with them? <laughs> They're wearing blue jeans. And then I went back to Nigeria after I got converted in the United States about regards to blue jeans. And then, yes. I go back out and I'm telling my brothers, 
And I'm telling my brothers, my Christian brothers, about what God's done in my life in the United States. And with my blue jeans on. And, and they're looking at my, leg, my, my pants while I'm talking. They're not looking at my face. And all they're saying, yeah, God has done all of this, but you're wearing blue jeans. You have blue jeans on. Yeah, God did all this stuff for you, but you got blue jeans. They won't listen to me because I had blue jeans on. Where they got that, I don't know. And that's what's happening to Christians. They hear this crazy stuff and they accept it. Well, I'm better than you because I drink coffee. I mean, I drink water and you drink coffee. What has that got to do with Christianity? What has that got to do with Christianity? And got a religious thing out of it. But the Bible is very clear about some of these things. It has nothing to do with Christianity. We need to search the scriptures to find out what is right so we know how to work. The Bible is very clear about that. Paul says, if you have been delivered from this world, why do you still hold this rudiment of the world? Don't touch, don't taste, don't handle things which perish with their using. These are some of the things that Christians focus on and they don't focus on what the Word of God says. What does the Word of God say about money? That's where I'm going. You get the Word of God that says, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Matthew chapter 5 verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of God. And the way most people read that is blessed are the poor. For theirs is the kingdom of God. He never said blessed are the poor. He said blessed are the poor in spirit. So the guy says, I'm being very spiritual because I can't eat breakfast. You got a problem. Poverty is a curse. Not a blessing. It's not God's will for you to be penniless. If you are penniless, that will bring you most pain and shame. It will make you lose a lot of stuff. That cannot be the will of God for your life. When you cannot pay your bill, that's not God's will for your life. If your car keeps breaking down every corner, that's not God's will for your life. You got to go to work. It's never God's will. But if that's been put into your spirit and you don't know the truth, then you cannot open up so that God will constantly be in fear. And some Christians say, I don't want to hear this message on prosperity. (laughs) You cannot afford not to hear it. You will suffer a lot. Because prosperity is from the Word of God. God's the one that used the word prosperity first. You need to understand. You just don't take what people are saying out there and say, well, I don't want that for me. Well, with God saying it, you, need, you want it for your life. There was a time I didn't want to hear anything that has to do with God's going to meet your needs and God's going to prosper. I didn't want to hear it. That was foolishness. I wasn't searching the scriptures. Don't go by men's opinion. Stay with the word of God. Even if it sounds good. I live my life. Don't care what anybody thinks. Just go by the scriptures. So I lose the fear of what man can do to me. And I stay with God's word and God's word alone. 
Because it's God's word that can make you. It's the word that created the universe. When you believe the word, the word of God will make you. But if you don't believe the right word and you don't line yourself up rightly with the scriptures, you will really suffer spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, in every way. We need to line up with scriptures. Money, money is not the problem. The real problem is your relationship with money. That's where the problem lies. Money is never the problem. If money were the problem, God has streets of gold up in heaven. When you walk on, you, we walk on the pavement here, you know, asphalt, and God walks on gold over there. In his tabernacle, you can check the temple. You need to understand God's mindset. The way God thinks. Everything in the tabernacle that Solomon built was gold-plated. Everything, including the cups. Everything was gold-plated. That's the way God thinks. God's not cheap. Be quiet, angel. <laughs> 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 when your wife is saying too strong amen that doesn't feel good to you hey Lord have mercy help me because <laughs> yeah. I listen to everybody who's saying amen I know certainly don't want amen from Pastor Al amen Let me share scriptures with you before I go into the wrong and right relationship. Because I least like to stay by scriptures. It's so important. By the grace of God, I've believed in, as a Christian for over 35 years. Searched back and forth. Just wondering what is the right thing to believe. Well, people, I've heard so many strange things. So many strange things. I've come to the point where I just tell you straight to your face. It doesn't matter to me. When you are, I know you're believing wrong. And if you believe wrong, it seems right. It's going to cause you trouble. Mama in Georgia will tell you, when you do it around me, if I have the opportunity, I'll just let, I'll put the scripture right at you because I know you are wrong, even though you think you're right. I had this lady telling us, I don't eat shrimp. And she was very proud about it. I don't eat shrimp. I said, lady, if you don't want to eat shrimp, that's okay. It has nothing to do with Christianity. Keep it to yourself. That's the truth. You don't eat shrimp, but you eat, you eat bacon, right? <laughs> well, I love bacon. Yeah, but don't eat shrimp as well. So don't make anything religious. Stay with, what, stay with the word. Because you get out of the word, it's going to hurt you. Somehow, you're going to hurt. It's going to hurt you somehow. Because there are spiritual principles. Amen. I'm saying this so my wife will let me eat whatever I want. <laughs> I must eat whatever I want, okay? Don't show to me no law. <laughs> All right. Uh, how do I get into this thing? <laughs> get myself out of it. It's crazy. But let me share a word, word, God's word with you. And I need you to really focus on this. So that you know God's mind. 
when God deals with you concerning money. I need you to know that. That scripture is taken from Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. Please, go back home, study that scripture again. But also meditate on it and think about it and realize God's talking to you. Tina, God's talking to you. Exactly. God's speaking to you. God says, and you shall remember the Lord your God. What does God want you to do? To remember Him. Why? Why? Because, that's what He's telling you, remember the Lord your God, because, the word for, there means because. How many agree with me? That's what He's saying. You must remember your, the Lord your God because it is He who gives you the power to get wealth. Right? Why does he want you to remember him? Because he gave you wealth. Read the scriptures. This is not my opinion. This is what the scripture says. He gives you the power to get wealth. And he says, we must remember that I am the one that's giving you the power to get wealth. The power to get wealth can come in any way. It can come through your brain. It can come through your what you know how to do with your hands. You're good with them. But he gives you the power. God says, remember who gave you this. He's not saying, sit down and I'll bring wealth to you. He will give it to you. He will empower you. That's the word, the power. He will empower you with a gift that's going to bring wealth to you. Now, does everyone have this? Yes. Otherwise, God is partial. There is something in you that can do that if you believe. And if it's not there, God can put it in you so that you can have it. God said in his word, remember the Lord your God. Who is he? Your God. It is he who gives you the power to get wealth. Wealth is not a bad thing. Why would God give you the power to get something that's going to send you to hell? Think about it. Let's not be too religious. Let's stay with scriptures. Because God's not going to bless your opinion. God will bless the word. I've had people come to me and say, well, I don't like this prosperity teaching. I don't know if I'm going to be back to your church. (laughs) The doors are open. (laughs) Because I'm not going to stop speaking what I know the scripture says. Because I don't want to lose you. When you leave, when you fly out, three others fly in. Amen. So you can go. Since you like poverty and you want to feed your children noodles every day till they die, that's your problem. I like to be able to afford some steak sometime. Amen. It's just the truth. Don't lie to yourself. You know you need this stuff. Don't tell me when they give to you, don't tell me you're not happy. Please, you all keep bringing to me, okay? (laughs) He says he gives you the power to get wealth. This is scripture here. Why? That he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers, as it is this very day. God speaking to you right now. The reason for the wealth is for his covenant to be established in your life. 
You need the wealth in your hand for the covenant to be established. Think about it. The covenant cannot be established. God says, I am the one giving you the power to get this wealth so that I can, through the wealth, establish my covenant that I've already sworn. So I must yield to this so that God's covenant can be established in my life. That's what I'm trying to preach to you about. So you can open up. Because until you open up, God two cannot work together unless they be in agreement. And if you don't agree with what God wants to do, he's not going to force himself on your life. However, once you say, now my eyes are open, God, do whatever you want. Now, the wealth is according to his assignment for your life. Everyone may not be a millionaire, but he will give you based on the assignment that he created you for in this world. That's why I don't have any concern about the Ark Fellowship not being able to pay our bills. You heard me say that many times. I have my assignment. He's going to give me the money to do whatever he's called me to do. When it's time to build back there, the money's going to fly in. I don't have to plead and cry with you. Remember how we raised the uh, 30000 plus for the television? I spoke about it one time. Probably forgot many times to even mention it. But God keeps telling his people, we need to do this. The money kept coming in till we got more than what we needed. Amen. That's just the way God is. But if your mind is not ready, God cannot put it through you. Now we got somebody in church because of somebody giving. Amen. That's his covenant being established in that life and that family. And because that family has come to God, that whole generation is changed. That's just the way God wants it. And you got to believe the word of God. He says that my covenant may be established. A lot of people get so quite quickly upset about things. My, my attitude towards God's word, I respect God's word. Amen. That's just me. Once I hear it, even if it's my son saying it, and I heard for the first time, I haven't really meditated on it, I'll turn around, where did, where, where did you get that scripture, son? My attitude, I've gone to, I will research it till I find out exactly what he's saying. My opinion will change. But some people are so proud. They think they're humble. But they're so proud, they will never let God even change their opinion. They won't change. They get upset. That's your problem. You got to open up so that God can reach you. You know, in the days of Jesus, Jesus was saying a lot of things that didn't make sense to many of the rulers. And they rejected what he had to say. And the commoners who, didn't, who thought they knew nothing, they welcomed what he had to say. And Jesus said, he, in, in, in Luke chapter 10, he said, He thanked the Father that God has revealed these things to babes. And he was talking about simple people. And then hidden it from the eyes of the wise and prudent. Sometimes we get to humble ourselves and just accept it. Instead of fighting the word of God, you can't kick against pricks. That's what, what Jesus told uh, Paul. You can't do it. Go along with it and let the word of God carry you. And the same word that created the universe, he can carry you. He certainly can. So know for sure that the reason for this is for God's covenant to be established in your life. 
You know, in Zechariah chapter 1, verse 17, this is another scripture. And the Bible says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let the matter be established. Once I hear it two, three times from the scriptures, I know this is God's mind. And I've got to line up with it. Because God cannot walk through you unless you let him. How is a person saved? Can God not save every man in the world? Is it impossible for God to save everyone? But he can't save anyone until they accept him, right? Until they make a decision, I want God in my life, they're not going to heaven. Even though Jesus died for them to go to heaven, they won't go because they chose not to accept. So God cannot do it if you don't accept it. But once you say yes, God says, I found somebody to walk. You know, God says, his eyes are running to and fro on the earth to see this man that he, he gives him the opportunity to show himself strong on his behalf. What is he looking? He's looking for somebody who agrees with his word and accepts his word. No question, God, I know I don't have the resources, but you said this, do it. Just like Mary said, let it be to me according to your word. Amen. Let it be to me. It's impossible. How can a woman get pregnant without being with a man? But you said it. Let it be to me according to your word. And once you say that, the Holy Ghost comes in. The spirit of creation comes in. And it begins to make ready the plan so that the plan is fully fulfilled. But once you fight against it, it will take you a really long time to get there. If God will ever get there. You may have to spend 40 years in the wilderness. And that's not good before you get to this promised land. Which God has already promised you. So important. He says in Zechariah 1 verse 17. Again proclaims saying. Thus says the Lord of hosts. My cities shall again spread out. Through what? Through prosperity. The cities will spread out again through prosperity. And the Lord said, I will again comfort Zion. What, what is the Lord saying here? There was a time when Zion was not comforted. Their cities were shrinking. There was not much in it. And Zion wasn't comforted. Now God says, I'm going to bring prosperity in so that the cities will grow. And then through that, I will bring comfort to Zion. To be penniless doesn't bring a whole lot of comfort. Amen. It's just the truth. It's just the truth. And Jesus said, your heavenly father knows that you need it. Don't lie to yourself. You need it. Your heavenly father knows you need it. You need it to take care of your life. This is foundation for me because we are going to come to the question of the right and wrong relationship with many. How to align yourself where you can be so wrong and that thing can destroy your life and destroy everything around you. We're coming to that. It's not like God's going to take it from you, but you have a wrong relationship with money, he'll destroy you. Probably take some people's life because of your wrong relationship with it. And we're going to talk about those things later. But we want to establish the fact that God wants to bless you. The problem is not the money. The problem is your relationship with the money. 
how you relate to the money. You can have a right relationship with the money, and you can have a really wrong relationship with the money. If you have a right relationship with money, God's so pleased with you, He wants to give you more. You have a wrong relationship with money, God is not pleased. He won't take the money from you, but He'll let the money destroy you and destroy your life and your family. I'm going to show you all of those from scriptures. Amen? So we know from the scriptures. So God says he wants to bless us. He wants to bless us. God called Abraham. And I'm going to close with this because of time. God called Abraham. I'll start from here next week again, but just to let this out. God's call on Abraham is is the prototype for everyone's call to the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus himself said, no man can come to me unless my heavenly father draws him. And everyone who has heard from my father comes to me. So when you come, and Paul said, not many of you of this type were called. So when you came to the Lord Jesus Christ, even though you thought you were making a decision, pastor said to raise your hand if you need Jesus, and you did that, guess what? God was calling you. That's why your hand went up. You couldn't do that. You think, well, I did something. Yeah. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. If you receive Christ, that was God at work in your life. So he called you. So the call of Abraham is the prototype for everyone's call to Christ and into the kingdom of God. And when God called Abraham, he said, come out from among your country people. From your country. From among, from your family. To a place that I will show you. And then God said, and I will bless you. I will bless you. That was uh, Genesis chapter 12. And God says, anyone who curses you, I will curse. Anyone who blesses you, I will bless you. I will, I will, bless, I will bless that person. And he says, I will bless you and you will, become, you will be a blessing as well. But then God, Abraham, that's the thing about Abraham. When you believe God, you act on it. The following day, Abraham was out. He left everything. God's calling you today to leave where you are. To a place where he can bless you. Basically, you are living in a place where he can't reach you. To bless you. Couldn't God have blessed Abraham where he was? You know, I'm with my family. God, if you want to bless me, why don't you bless me here? I'm with my family and everybody. Bless me. No, no. God said, come out from there to a place where I'll show you and then I will bless you. Many of us don't want to leave where we are. We want to stay there and we want God's blessing. It's not going to happen. You got to leave. You got to leave. You got to back everything. Don't even discuss it with anybody. Just, <laughs> I'm out of here. That doesn't mean you have to leave the United States and go to Nigeria to leave. <laughs> but it, all, it means you may have to find yourself in the house of God every time the doors are open. They won't understand you. There, there may be places you don't have to go. You couldn't go anymore. 
there are friendships that you will lose immediately. And you have to come out from there. And God will bless you. But you can read in Genesis chapter 12, the first scripture in Genesis chapter 13. I'll go back to this next week. But look at the scripture in Genesis chapter 13. Verse 2. Chapter 12, verse 1, God called him. Chapter 13, verse 2, it says, And Abraham was, what? Very rich. In livestock, in silver, and in gold. Let me show you. You know, sometimes, this is what I look for when I look at scriptures. I'd like you to look for principles. Did God call the children of Israel out of Egypt to a land where he will show them, right? When they left, how did they leave? Loaded with gold and silver. That's just the way God is. You look for principle. When you obey fully, you get blessed. But if you don't want it, it won't bother with you. He'll let you stay with you because he respects your, your heart, what you want. The desires of a righteous man shall be granted. If you don't desire riches, that's your desire, he won't give to you. If you desire to bless the kingdom of God, to put money on television, ministry, make sure the house of God is looking good, that's what you desire, he'll put the money through you. And he'll never stop. Amen? So that his covenant may be established in your life. Amen? God wants to establish your covenant. What that means, your family is great. Everything is running well in your family. They are well taken care of. Your church is well taken care of. Everything, when God blesses you, he blesses you. He blesses every area of your life. So that nothing is lacking and nothing is broken. That's the way God is. Amen? Please bow your head with me this morning. Some of us have not made a real strong commitment to our Lord Jesus Christ. If you're here this morning and you want to make a commitment to Him, I'm not talking about I said the prayer last time, but I'm talking about a serious commitment to God, to the Lord Jesus, who gave His life so that you can be saved. And you need that today. You want to have a special, special relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's what you want that he'll give to you. If you're here this morning and you say, look, pastor, I want a special, special relationship. I don't have it now, but I want that special, special relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Please pray with me that I, he will deliver that to me. You're here this morning at the count of three, and that's what you want. Please put your hand up. One, two, three. Put your hand up. Put your hand up. I see that hand there. Thank you. Thank you. I saw. See that hand. Thank you. Thank you. I see that hand there. Thank you. God bless you for being obedient and for humbling yourself before Him. He saw your hand raised up and He is blessing you already. Now, everyone, please pray this prayer with me, especially those that have raised their hands. And I'm going to ask you, as the, when we take the offering, to please. Fill that part of my decision for Christ on the connection card and place it in the offering. I need that because I take those cards 
and I'd like to pray about those things. If you have a prayer request, put it there. Pastor Preston will help me put those things down, and I will be praying for you and your situation. So I want everyone to pray with me. Stand up with me this morning. It's so important. Pray with me. Pray with me. And then the second thing I want you to do, open your heart so that God will bless you. Don't be selfish. It's not about you. It's about the kingdom of God. Amen? It's not about you. It's about his kingdom. So open yourself up. The Ark Fellowship, we need a lot of money. We have a lot of things we want to do. And I'm saying this so that God can confirm his word in your life. I don't need, if he wants to go get a millionaire and bring the millionaire here, that's fine. But I want him to make you here a millionaire. So I see his miracle. And then you give to the work of God. Amen. Let's pray this prayer together. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for sending your son, Jesus Christ, into the world. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and that He died for my sins. Jesus, I receive you today into my life to be my Lord and my Savior. I need this special relationship with you beginning this very hour in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, let me let you know this. If you said that prayer, your hand was raised, you just became a family member of the house of God. Amen? Yes. And God, who cannot lie, has accepted you in. All you need to do now is learn more about your new family. Amen? Learn more about your new family. Come so that we teach you about your new family. And I'm so glad for you today. If you raise your hand today, those of you that raise your hand, what you have done, you've made heaven so happy. Everyone is happy right now in heaven. Jesus said there's great joy among the angels in heaven for one person that said, I want a special relationship with God. Now, before we close, how many want God to bless them financially? I should have every hand up. Don't lie to yourself. I need it myself. I can even put the two of them up. If I have a third one, I'll put it up. <laughs> Amen. Because I want God to bless me. Amen. I want Him to bless me. I want the world to see that He's blessing me. So they say God's been good to Him. You can read Psalm 126. The Lord's been good to them. The Lord has been good to them. Put your hands up and I'm going to pray for God, for heaven to release the gold and the finances into your life. I don't apologize because I know it's God's will to bless you and to bless your family. Both with finances, with health, with everything that you need so that you can enter into God's rest. That is His will. That is His will. He came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Not when we get there, but beginning right here in His very presence, having life more abundantly. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I call your children blessed according to your word. The scripture says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. So I bless them today in your name. Because you have called them rich according to your word. I declare that they are rich in Jesus' name according to the assignment that you have for every one of them. 
that assignment must be fulfilled. And the finances and everything that is needed, the wealth that is needed in your life for that, this, your covenant with them to be established. We ask that it, may, it be made available to every one of them, every single person here today. And let the manifestation of it be seen. In Jesus' name, <coughs> amen. God bless you.